Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trouble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Doing well. Mm-hmm. I had no idea we were going to have a guest on the last episode. So I was like, I, or I guess I'd forgotten. And yeah. I was like, mm. so like, I was like, yeah, kind of geeking out because I'm like, dude, I've watched your work for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I have spent an entire weekend watching yeah. your stuff. Right? So... Yeah, and uh, having David on was great. Um, he's uh, he's, uh, and I said this on the last episode, but it's great having people on who are very passionate and knowledgeable about horror movies because that's what we're all you know we all love horror movies like, so it's great to have people on who share that passion and knowledge. So, uh, just makes it all the more entertaining. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, how are you two doing on this? Well. We're, we're pretty much like the end of summer, right? Like, this is, we're pretty much yeah, in fall, this right? Yeah, this is the end. Yeah, essentially, this is the end. The yeah. chill is back. Yeah. <laughs> the chill is back. I should get a shirt that says that. <laughs> I, uh, the wet chill here, at least. I started to take out my fall attire, my fall jackets and coats and all that. I'm like, it's, it's time. Yeah, I'm wearing a coat again when I go outside. I'm too chilly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, you know, you know what else is uh, no? I, I was trying to make some kind of like fall reference with Phantasm Two, and I don't know if it works. So I'm just gonna abandon that. Phantasm Two. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Phantasm Two. <laughs> Sometimes you just try to make these uh, connections; it just doesn't quite happen. Uh, fall, yeah. fall, fall like the way that Liz fell after she was thrown against the wall in that one scene. Maybe that's or, all. I can. Or I could say, like, you know, what I should be bringing out for fall is my quadruple barrel shotgun. Ah, there you go. Yeah, that would definitely get some turkey hunting done efficiently. <laughs> um, yeah, we talked about Phantasm on the last episode, and we're just doing a Phantasm double feature. So Phantasm Fest and Phantasm Two. I would love to do another double feature of the the third and fourth movie, and even more down the road. We'll see how this, these do, but like I don't know. I love the Phantasm movies; they're just so much fun. Like just mm. just a real joy. And Who Phantasm Two is one of the only ones that doesn't have like a byline, and so I would just like to uh, uh, offer up my uh, idea for the byline of Phantasm Two. Okay. Uh, Phantasm Two and the Secret Psychic Girlfriend. That's what I would like to put the the title of this movie as because that when when this movie started, I mean I'm I'm just saying that I have read fan fictions that follow a very similar plotline with slightly less horror, but you know the secret psychic girlfriend is very much a trope. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I would definitely I'd love to propose my own uh, subtitle or byline for this movie, uh, Phantasm Two. We had to recast one of the actors. Hopefully you don't notice. Oh, right? that one might be better, actually. <ughs> just rubs off the tongue, right? Uh, yeah. But no, oh, it's, just, 
it's just funny in this movie because like it supposedly takes place right after the first movie, but then they um, replaced uh, one of the actors. Uh, it was uh, James James LaGrosse. He yeah. um, he he's in there now, and it was just like good enough actor, but I'm like, you're telling me this takes place right after the first movie? Like, I call shenanigans. Well, I think it's like seven years, I think, is, like, they say, there is a line in in the second one, maybe it's just in the version that I saw on Shudder, but in the second one, there is some sort of line that, oh, it's been seven years that you've been in this institution or whatever, so. Oh, I, I I suspended my disbelief based off of the fact that, okay, he's older, he grew up institutionalized, fine. Um, and I, I didn't actually read online, like, why why the studio wanted to recast. I don't know if that was ever revealed, but uh, they were wanting to recast Reggie, too. And I just, I I don't know if I'd even want to watch this movie if they had recast Reggie. <laughs> they, the studio gave an ultimatum. They had to either recast Mike or recast Reggie. And I think... They made the right choice. I think Reggie Bannister you definitely should keep. Uh, Mike, yeah, sure. It is uh, a shame losing um, the Michael Baldwin there. But, like, at the end of the day, you know what? We kept, uh, we kept Reggie Bannister. So I think it worked out in the end. Imagine mm-hmm. having to make that choice, though, and presenting somebody their creative vision. You're already not giving them a lot of money the lowest that you've ever given any production in an entire decade and you're still making this show so you're gonna like you're gonna have to off one of your friends yeah like that sucks it's great that three was able to bring michael baldwin back yes. um but it's like dude <laughs> like that sucks yeah. it doesn't give you a, a great feeling about the studio system no. Yeah. Well, and especially when the second movie is about Mike and Reggie making these makeshift weapons and trying to kick ass and like it gets a little more actiony like yeah. y- with the original crew that crew there it would have felt just that much more wholesome almost. Well, for sure. <laughs> and it doesn't it feel like there's a drastic shift in Reggie's character? Uh yeah. A, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. He's he's I mean he's- just like the heroic shots and everything that he gets in it. Like they move him to the Jody forefront very quickly. Ah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, maybe yeah. losing your entire family in a giant house explosion will do that yeah. to you though. But the confusion of, Oh, it's a dream or all that. Like that's what, that's I, where the fantas I, I think it's the, 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 the failings of the phantasm series is, is, um, bouncing back and forth between dream and reality mm. it it really fucks things up and it screws up character motivations and shit like that and it makes i don't know it's it's it's, it's very strange like I, being fans of it you just kind of like you let it slide um mm. but i i feel like anybody that was scrutinizing it would be like well this is all fucked up yeah yeah but um Phantasm 2 definitely, I think, plays like a more traditional movie, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It still has its moments where I'm like, what's going on? But at the same time, too, it does kind of feel a little more coherent than the first movie. I think mm-hmm. it kind of benefits from that a little bit. It's a little more yeah. structured, at least. 
Yeah, the, the scenes kind of flow a little more logically into each other than some of the scenes in the first Phantasm. Sometimes it felt like things just kind of came out of nowhere, and like they still would play into the plot. Um, like with the guitar scene and the tuning fork, originally you're like, why is this shot zooming in on him using a tuning fork? And it feels very out of place until later on. Um, this movie definitely does a much better job of, yeah, making things flow a bit better uh, without feeling quite as confused. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, Phantasm 2, what is it about? Well, Mike, now released from a psychiatric hospital, meets with Reggie and discovers his dreams... Uh, which were the events of the original film, are real. And they both journey to find and stop the evil tall man from his grim work. So. It's definitely a journey. Yeah. It, it literally is a road trip. So, um, and, and they both get girlfriends out of it, kind of. They do, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> that reveal at the end doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, the whole time, too, I was like, she can't like most of the time the the side chick is evil right and like i was asking myself that question the entire time and then when we got to the end i was like oh you know what maybe reggie just got a girlfriend out of this maybe he maybe he gets a win and then it definitely does not turn out to be a win for reggie yeah yeah so yeah when you find out she's not human you're just like oh well Kind of also kind of reminded me a little bit of the twist in Halloween three. Yeah, very much. Yeah, like Yeah, very much. Like there oh. felt like a lot of influence um from from movie like between Phantasm in seventy nine and, and Phantasm two in eighty eight, it feels like he did pick up a lot of influence from stuff that came in that time. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, this, this is the one that has the, the Sam Raimi reference, and uh, I oh, and now I'm totally forgetting. There, uh, I did some TV tropes reading about these movies, definitely, and they point out a lot of the, the references to other horror that are in both both of these. There are some in the first Phantasm, too, I think, but yeah. yeah. I think, like, the first Phantasm came at a time where horror wasn't quite what it was in the 80s, and uh, this movie definitely, like came out uh, 88 so like almost a full 10 years after the first movie so and then that time you've had however many friday the 13th and nightmare on elm streets and whatever also it had a lot to kind of pick up on and i think like mm-hmm. i said i i kind of like this film a little bit more even if i think the first film is a little more cerebral a little more interesting in some regards but this film feels a little bit tighter like it feels like they were watching some of those other horror movies and were like, okay, let's try to make this a little bit more traditional. Yeah, well, it's interesting, too, because the first movie, uh, and I think it was, someone mentioned it in the, in our previous episode, but it's it's more sci-fi. It, and there are Dune references in like throughout yes. the movie, too. Yeah. Um, like with the box that he puts his hand into, right? Like... There, so I, I think it makes sense like that. Maybe that movie was just a little more based off of this kind of sci-fi motif. Whereas now in Phantasm 2, we're getting real into the, the horror swing of things and the action swing of things a little bit more. Yeah. I do like the uh, logline for this movie. The ball is back. <laughs> yeah, the ball. I, 
why why is that the because i watched it on on plax and that's the subtitle for it like it's called phantasm 2 the ball is back and i'm like oh. no, it's, no it's not okay i kind of love that though it's so goofy <laughs> it's, it's like, so it's goofy. absolutely goofy it's like if you showed the movie to a six-year-old and they're like what do you want the log light of this movie to be and they were like the ball is back and I'm like great put it in oh it's it actually uh mirrors my life a little bit because when my sister and i were kids we made a movie about it was like uh oh god it was so dumb it was just a little movie about a killer ball basically because mm. we just wanted to film something and we had this little yellow smiley face ball and it gave us an excuse to throw it at each other essentially um, and our, we made another little clip after that, that we literally just called the ball returns. And that was the, <laughs> the sequel title for it. So I think that tracks. I think yeah. that tracks. Just don't tell Don Coscarelli. He might, uh, sue you for copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> well, we never, we never, uh, published and distributed our film. So. Oh, perfect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Little indie under the radar there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, when was the first time we all watched Phantasm 2? Oh, I mean, similar to the first one, I watched the second one for the podcast, so I watched them in in sequence last week, basically. Okay. Yeah, it would have been the nine, somewhere in the 90s. I don't think I went directly into 3 after it, and then, I mean, because I only saw 5 when it came out in 2018, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, those uh, at least four, four and five. I watched roughly around when they came out. Four okay. is called Oblivion. I want to say. Yeah, because I remember Oblivion. they actually put the four in the Oblivion subtitle. Yes, that's right. That's that right. was the the cool thing about that movie. <laughs> Maybe the only the cool one thing. thing. Yeah, the one say, thing. That's where <laughs> they they the four is not very good. Three, I don't even think is that good. The only thing going for them is the Reggie Bannister. And uh, um, Angus Grimm returns. That's about mm. it. Yeah, I've heard the tone of three is slightly more comedic, but I don't yes. know if that helps it or hinders it. I think that's just kind of the direction that Coscarelli went in 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 his filmmaking is adding is leaning further into the comedy. Right. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, although I think like the fourth one has Mike like traveling through different dimensions or something like it just yep. gets really stupid like just absurd um, yeah I, I mean, mean considering how the first two are there's there's only one direction you can really go and it's deeper into absurdity <laughs> yeah well exactly I'm like uh, like yeah it's a little it's it's definitely absurd but then it's like you're right like where do you go with a phantasm sequel like you can't pull the Friday the 13th route and just, like, kill him off and someone else becomes, you know. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, like, yeah. Makes sense. But still, just the third and fourth movies just get ridiculous. Although, maybe we'll talk about them one day. I kind of want to at this point, even though <laughs> it's honestly not going to be the most positive of conversations. But no, I'm like, oh, don't tempt well- me. When when we all need to just let it out some rage at some point or some rants, then yeah. that would be a good time to do those ones, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I watched this uh, shortly after I watched the first one. I go back to the last episode if you want to hear how I came to watch the first movie, which really was just a very odd misunderstanding, but worked out because I got a good grade on my paper. But 
yeah, afterwards I was like, I kind of want to watch more of these. And I was expecting it to be the same thing as the first movie, and it's not. But I think the second film was the one I, I would probably rewatch more than anything. Like, I can put two on any time, and I find it's a little more enjoyable, a little more, like, I guess, traditionally entertaining. Whereas, like, the first film, it's it's a little bit harder to kind of get into. Like, if you miss a scene or you don't you tune out for like even a minute sometimes like things just you're like what mm-hmm. um, yeah so i i do like the the second one a bit more which leans into one of our questions well actually um, it was the second one listen but we'll just answer it first just because it leans so well into this uh shane says do you prefer phantasm or phantasm too oh um there are things in Phantasm 2 that I really like. Um, the, I mean, that one uh, caretaker being killed by the sphere. Uh, in, in Sorry, in part two. It's just so gratuitous and so over the top. And then the reveal that it's like in his mouth. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so brilliant. Um, and, but there's like, I mean, there's, there's stuff that in, in the first film that, that, would influence generations to come. I I love the look of the mortuary, the the stark white of it, and everything. I mean, the the production design for being so low low budget is so fascinating. Um. And I don't know. I'm a I'm a stickler for for an origin for like the establishing films. Mm. Um. But yeah, two, two because it it was produced by by uh, Universal has kind of that monster movie feel to it um, that is different than the first film. And it, it's funny for both films, for being so sci-fi based, they don't, they they kind of try to lean further away from being classified as a sci-fi, but essentially it really is because they're like essentially aliens yeah. with yeah. Like, yellow blood. So it's like... It is a sci-fi film, but not. I don't think you would really ever classify it as sci-fi above being a horror thriller. Yeah. 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 This is a tough question, especially because I I've only seen the first two. I haven't seen all of the rest in the series, and I I know from other film franchises that sometimes the series, like how I feel about the series as a whole, will also influence how I feel about the first in the. Mm-hmm. in the series itself um i i think because the second is just a little more streamlined like there are moments in the second where i'm like okay we're still running from this thing okay we're still chasing this thing um so it's not like all cohesive all throughout for me but i think just because the second has a it's it's strung together a little more in a way that you're not kind of like what you were talking about kurt where if you look away for a scene, you're not going to completely miss something that could be unknowingly pivotal to the plot later on, or could uh, influence a character's decision or something like that. Um, although I did really enjoy the scene where they play guitar in the first movie, and I, I thought that was kind of funny that to me at the time it just was coming out of nowhere. Um, I think with this one being slightly more cohesive and the fact that they have that really great scene where they get to makeshift their own weapons like the flamethrower and the shotgun and like uh i I think two might eke out slightly ahead but i reserve the right to change my mind if i watch all the other ones and and uh (laughs) 
and change, essentially changed my mind. <laughs> I mean, the honest answer is you should be watching both of them. Don't you shouldn't be picking favorites. Just watch both. I I think that the my enjoyment of both of these movies is because I did watch both of these movies. I think if I had mm. just watched the first one on its own, I still would have liked it because it has its quirks. Um, but tying it in with this second one, where yeah, they do go on an adventure uh, together, Mike and Reggie. Um, to like defeat this evil. Um, that's that's fun. I like that. And it and it they both kind of work. They have to work together for me to enjoy them. I think as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then the other question is, what well, Becky says. I thought the first Phantasm was okay, but the sequel is so much better in my opinion. Definitely plays more like a traditional slasher, and I love it for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can see that. I, I, I sympathize with you, Becky. I'm right there with you. Although I yeah, just don't I, like the first movie. But I think yeah. playing a little more coherence will always help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Oh. Favorite line or best line. Uh, I always like the, you think that when you die, you go to heaven, you come to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my that was my uh, for the for for the first one that was yeah that was my favorite line for sure, and of course boy, yeah boy yeah. <laughs> I can imagine if you were watching this as a kid, like this would just scare you off of all like older people because I could like <laughs> if like some older man came up and was like boy and I was a young man, I'd be like ah no don't drill into my brain please. Yeah. I mean, that's also kind of what makes him so creepy is because you like you're just at first dreaming about him or like seeing him randomly out in town sometimes, but you're not actually like encountering him. He's mm-hmm. just like ominous, you know, mm-hmm. ominous, tall old guy mm-hmm. who deals yeah. with dead bodies. I, I do like the scene where Reggie revs up the uh, where he's fighting that henchman. And he revs up the his, his chainsaw and he's like, "Come on, you mother!" And then the guy pulls out the bigger chainsaw out of the fucking cabinet. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love that scene. I thought that was funny. There's another Reggie chainsaw one where they're in the front of a house and the girl's like, and I don't have a clue as to how we're going to get in here. And Reggie goes, allow me. And then just revs up his chainsaw and like goes right through the door, basically. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. um, someone also has a line in this movie. Uh, the priest saved my life. And just a few minutes later, I saw him get sliced and diced by some flying Cuisinart. That was a product placement almost that took me out of it a little bit. But then I laughed. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. Uh, best performance. I mean, it's gotta be either um, Reggie or Angus. Angus right? Grimm. Yeah, no. that's what I'd go with. Uh, I mean, this. Not to be harsh on on James Legros, but this was his like first major role, so um, he still had a lot to go. He's now a really great character actor. He's done a lot of a lot of work now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Re- Reggie is leaning into the almost Ash Williams-like um, hero role. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of fun. Uh, and Angus Grimm is just, he's doubling down on his performance from the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like because of how bad Reggie gets it at the end, I gotta give it to him just out of sympathy a little bit, you know? 
Like, he was so close. He was so close to the end of the movie. Although, I guess we don't actually have a confirmation of he's, like... No, wait, because there are sequels with him in it. I don't know what I'm talking about. He's obviously not dead-dead. But yeah. at the end of this movie, if you don't watch the sequels, it really does seem like he, he almost made it to the end and then, unfortunately, got got. So I, I gotta give it to Reggie, I think. Yeah. I... As much as Angus's greatness, I do like Reggie, and I think he had a bit more to work with in this one, so mm-hmm. I'd give it to him. Mm-hmm. Although and he didn't, he didn't get the girl at the end. Ugh. Yeah, unfortunately, him and Tom Atkins will have to hang out together. Don't you just yep. hate when you almost get the girl, and then it turns out she's like an alien demon? Ugh. It happens all the time with me. So. <laughs> oh, Kurt. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I know, right? Uh, you better watch your current girlfriend, I guess. I know she might turn out to be a demon, possibly. She's—if you ever see little droplets of yellow on the countertop or something—that's when I got called the demonologist. Could be blood, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then um, we've got best kill. There was some fairly good kills in this, I would say. Uh, I mean, total family, uh, or what? what is it called? In video games, the TPK is a total party kill, so would it be TFK for total family kill when the house explodes? And yeah, yeah. Re- Reggie, Reggie, that, I guess that's what he needs, though, to, to go after the tall man, because otherwise he's just gonna keep believing it was all a dream. Yeah. Uh, there was, like, uh, a certain, like... The ball always is, like, very fun to watch kill people. And there was, like, one particular one in this that was just, like, fantastic. It was, um, I don't know, they leaning up against the door and then, yeah. It was just, like, it has, like, the laser now. I don't know if it was a scanner or a laser or what, but <laughs> it was, the ball got an upgrade in this movie for sure. And I don't know if they were, like... They've uh, they necessarily um, explained why, but I mean at the same time too, the guy when he was trying to kill the girl and then he gets killed by the by the ball, that was yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, that, the ball just kept bringing out things. It was like, oh yeah, we got a little shredder, we got a laser, we got all sorts of stuff. Right. That laser made like a A lightsaber noise too. Like when when the the laser turned on, it did like the same boom that like a the lightsaber from Star Wars does. And I thought that what that's what it was at first. I almost wrote down, "Oh my god, the ball has a lightsaber," and then it was just kind of like a laser. But yeah, that 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 the metal ball like drilling through the guy's body is quite intense, and I definitely enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. So insane. It's just mm-hmm. like it's such an insane film. It, it, it scene. It's. I think it's that scene alone is worth watching the movie for. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. I, he like flies around. Like the ball is so lodged in there that he like flies around. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, and I know it technically wasn't a kill, but uh, the that monster coming out of the back of the the girl, uh, and then Reggie flamethrowers it basically. Uh, that was also insane. Uh, and I definitely thought at first that that was going to be that girl dead. And like she, they just killed her in the middle of the movie. Which would have been pretty cool, actually, if they had just like, yeah, you never get to meet your psychic girlfriend. She actually is already captured and she's dead. And now you just have to live with the rage. Um, 
but you know, I still enjoyed the way it turned out. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Dumbest decision. Blah. What are we thinking for dumbest call in this movie? Hmm. I was really judging that someone had named their child Alchemy in this movie. Yeah, I don't know was... if that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Although, that's I will say that the nickname of Kimmy from that name is pretty, I kind of like that because, yeah, if your name's Alchemy, you're going to have to go by a nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I didn't really have anything else that was like, like, Reggie took a long time at the beginning of the movie to get his gun together when he saw Mike getting taken by the tall man and that. I, I kind of had put down, but also, meh. And then Mike leaving the institution and going directly to the gr- to a graveyard or, or or wherever he went afterwards, I thought might have been a terrible decision too, but that didn't end up working out that bad for him. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to say, I'm going to have to say, don't name your kid alchemy. That's, Mike that's... was pretty trusting of the backworm girl pretty quick. <laughs> that's true, but he had some like freaky dream connection with her. So I yeah. figured he wasn't making that decision entirely with his brain you know yeah that's fair <laughs> a different kind of brain was involved on that one yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know i guess like not realizing that you're the girl's a demon you know that, that, that's probably pretty up there you know like mm-hmm. oh maybe, was she talking demon speak at some point you're just like nah it's just sleepwalking or something you know like huh maybe not maybe not reggie really think that went through reggie just likes the freaky girls you know yeah well now that, that he doesn't work as an ice cream man he's gotta get his uh <laughs> elsewhere i guess what a resume he's got right okay uh i think it's time to score this what's everyone thinking for a score ah uh, this is tough i'll go I with was... an eight again yeah i was gonna say the same thing i was gonna say Last episode, I said I might rate this a little bit higher, but honestly, I might go same score. I might also go with an eight. Yeah. I mean, I would say if you if you can watch both movies back to back, so I think both kind of play well together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously not everyone can do that, but hey, if you can watch both movies back to back, yeah, I will give this an eight. I do. Like, in, on one hand, I do like that it's a little more simpler and straightforward than the first movie. But on the other hand, I think it loses a little bit of that identity that makes it interesting. Mm. Like, I think that was just something with the first movie. Like, on one hand, I, I preferred the second movie just because it's a little bit more of a traditional horror movie. Slash mm-hmm. movie. But, like I said, like, rewatching it, I don't know. I was like, man, I really like that the first one's just going for some weird and wild stuff. And the second movie doesn't quite go for it nearly as much, but I don't know. It's still really good. Honestly, both are great. Go watch both of them. But yeah. <laughs> I'll give this an yeah. 8. Although, I guess it has potential to be a 9. Like, depending on my mood that day. Mm. Yeah, if you, I could see this movie, if you had like a drink or two, would definitely be a bit, a bit of a hoot. That's for sure. Um, I was going to say the next time that I rewatch these movies, I'm probably just going to do a full marathon of as many of the phantasms as I can, because that that seems to benefit the movies, at least. And I think do all of the sequels 
kind of pick up where the previous one left off? Like, I think the third one does too, right? Yeah, more or less they do. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So, realistically, you should be able to string them all together, hopefully. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and, yeah, the the second Phantasm also I had to watch. It is on Shudder, but you have to use your VPN to be in the UK, I'm pretty sure. So, that's that's how I wound up doing it. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, there is only, like, five movies in the franchise, from what I recall. Like, it's not, like, super long, like some of the other franchises out there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna say you could get it done in a weekend, but, like, yeah, it's pretty pretty feasible to get it done, so. Cool. Well, Steve, where could people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at the Steeple Dead. Uh, you can also find my website, stevestebbing.ca. And listen to me every Thursday nights at 11 p.m. Pacific time on the ship with Shane Hewitt. And yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm over at... Uh, oh, sorry. Taylor, you go next. Sorry. I got distracted. Hurt. Wow. Just I forgotten about over here. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot forget about you, even if I tried. I can have the... the drill into my head i would still be like taylor oh kurt (laughs) no that makes me feel much better um i when i do hang out on the internet i'm on instagram and twitch as techronomicon i have a blog circeanic.home.blog uh i will post about stuff there if anything else is going on and i update my scores on letterbox for the movies we watched on the podcast uh my username there is also circeanic nice I'm over at 3angrynerds.com, where almost every other day we've got new content going up. And I'm on 630 Ched sometimes. I've been on a lot recently. It's a lot of fun on there. Uh, you know. uh, but yeah, check me out on Twitter too. I'm going to, I don't know, by the time this comes out, probably getting close to VIF and all that insanity. So check it out if you want to get some updates on movies that are coming out. In the next few months, might even be some Oscar contenders in there. Hard to say. Uh, and then, yeah, next time we are doing uh, some uh, recent uh, horror movies, Halloween Kills and Freaky. And mm. we brought him out of his, we're bringing him out of the closet because he's, you know, we've, we've locked him away for far too long. Dan Nichols, we're going to have back on the show. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I like this idea of Dan's only purpose is to guest star on the Tremble podcast, and what? everything else that he does is just no. He's just in the closet for that. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. We, we lock him away. We unlock and we say, Dan, here's your, uh, you know, uh, iced coffee. Like re- you're ready to go. <laughs> Let's watch Freaky. So, yeah, but yeah, we're gonna have Dan on uh, next time. I should follow up with the mask up, but I'm pretty sure he he he's 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 gonna be on. And Basically. shout out to Christopher Landon and uh, Michael Kennedy. Yes. Yes. But yeah, we're going to check those out next time. And uh, yeah, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.